Yo, 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 what up? It's Rondell, a.k.a. King Ronda Don, and you are now tuned in to Soul Society 101, the podcast. This is season one, episode two, recording in New York, New York. It's Rondell, aka King Ronda Don, and welcome to Soul Society 101, the podcast, our lens on black travel, food, and culture. Today we have a very, very special guest, my friend, friend from long time, on your host and personality, <laughs> Dana Blair. I'm not your friend. <laughs> <laughs> True. So she's not my friend. I just met her on the street. <laughs> on the street, real random. <laughs> this feels weird because, you know, Dana interviews celebrities uh, for a living, and today I'm interviewing a celebrity, and that's her. She's on the other side oh, of it so all. Oh, you're so sweet. I'm just trying to get a good interview. I know, because you're a bum. No, just messing <laughs> I know you now. Wait, how long? How long? How, like five years? Five, six years? Yeah, you know me like five, six years, kid. Yeah. You know in New York minutes, that's like a lifetime. That's, like a, that's, a, that's forever. That's a lifetime. Um, so I met Dana about five, six years ago. We were both working at this media company, um, which shall remain nameless forever, ever, <laughs> for legal reasons. They, I, I feel like legally I can't mention them because I feel like I had to sue them at some point. You feel like? Maybe I mean, you I did. not I talk did. about it. All right, that's the end of that. But um, so I met her a few years ago. I totally ago. forgot about that. <laughs> I met her a few years ago. Uh, we were both doing marketing for a media company, and then Dana went on to blossom and flourish and be amazing. And flambe. And flambe. Um, doing on-air hosting and being a personality. I mean, you might have seen her on Essence Live. You might have seen her on BT. You might have seen her on some of these other channels as a talking head, because she's a starra, all right? And I, <laughs> what? You're not a star? She over here trying to downplay. She's a star, kid. Silly. She got like all these followers on Instagram. She's straight popping. So, what do you like most about your career as an on-air host? That I get to be me. It feels do, it feels like the most you? authentic job to me. Like I'm good at every other job I've had in marketing and stuff like that, or dancing. But this feels natural to me. Oh, how could I forget? She was also. A premier dancer. And you're done. But the, the show is the most authentic to me. It actually feels like the best of both worlds. R. Kelly, Jay-Z, Shaw, how the hell? Like between performing and thinking on your feet <laughs> and like having strategy, which is business. So. Absolutely. Actually, I never thought about that before. It's like the perfect marriage. And when I saw, when I first saw you on the air, I looked and I was like, yo, Dana was meant to do this. Like, there's no way you can look at her on the air. I'm being serious. There's no way you can look at her and not think she was meant to do it. So the fact that you were able to make that transition is, is amazing. But I did, I fought that transition for a long time. You know, Mm. like when I was at Essence as a marketing person back in like, Oh, nine, 99 to 2000 <laughs> cash money taking over um, from, in like 2009 2010 um, someone didn't show up to do a red carpet event and um, the executive producer at the time she's like Dana you have a lot of personality I think you should do this and I was like do what and she's like you know come to this carpet blah 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 it was an event um, it was like an anniversary at the Apollo okay. and like everybody was there like J-Lo um 
and Mark Anthony and Ruby D and like tons of people, Danny Glover, Angela Bassett, like the whole shebang. And um, I was like, I'm a dancer. I don't speak. <laughs> like, I was like, I'm sorry. Like, I don't break that wall. Like, what? And I went and it was fun. You know, it was cool. And I did like a couple of things, like two or three. And I never thought about it after that. And then um, when I came back as a freelancer in like 2014, um, and then in the Essence Live show started to come about and that sort of thing, um, I was like, I'll try it. Because I think I was just trying to find myself. So you were still unsure when you first started? Yeah. Really? Yeah. You so, didn't seem like it when the camera went on? Some of the other coworkers. She got a little ham. You know, you know when someone just loved to be it in felt front of right. the camera? No, it felt right. And I had to do like my little audition or whatever. And that happened in like November of 2014. And the first show didn't go up until March of 2015. Mm. And, but when the first, that light came on and I had to do my first interview, like little test situation, um, which I, I didn't even have like full makeup on. I was like, like a baseball cap and some sweats and like a legging. And I oh, had so to take you... my cap off. <laughs> and so okay. she showed up to this joint like she was rolling out of bed. No. Which could which could be misinterpreted as like, oh, I got it. No. It ain't, this ain't no, nothing. No, I didn't. <laughs> you ain't shit. Um, no. Like I worked the whole day in marketing mm-hmm. and went downstairs and I took off my little hat or whatever. And I'm like, just powder me down, throw on a gloss and keep it moving. But I didn't expect to, for everything to happen that happened. Okay. If that makes sense. Yeah. But as soon as the light came on, I was like, this feels right. Right. And I used to laugh at people who used to say that about their careers and the things that they do. Like, of course, you, it feels right. You make millions. <laughs> Anything feel right when you do that, you know? <laughs> like, but it. I, I knew what that feeling, I knew what it was like at that point. That's awesome. That's inspirational. That makes me want to go out and find out what the hell I'm good at. No, I'm just kidding. I know, I know my passion, y'all. But anyway, if you've listened to episode one of the podcast, you know that we were talking about your theme word for 2017. And I still haven't figured out my word because I ain't about nothing. Because <laughs> you haven't taken the time. I have, but it's hard. It's hard. But I'm going to put you in the spot. Do you know what your theme word for 2017 would be? Yeah, my theme word would be love. Okay. Um, I want to be in love. Not only with a person, but every place and thing that I choose to have in my life and in my space. Mm. There's no room for like, you kind of cute, I like it. Whether that's work, people, or things. <laughs> I want to love that's what's everything. Up. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Mm-hmm. But um, it's interesting because Dana interviews celebrities for a living. She's an on-air host and personality. And, you know, I've been on the other side of that, but now I'm interviewing Dana, and it feels good. I'm putting you in the hot seat. You Hashtag long hair, don't care. <laughs> Meanwhile, I don't know if y'all know Dana, but Dana has a Caesar, a low Caesar at that, but she stay flipping bangs. She ain't got I'm like, what's up? <laughs> You're hating on the ponytail. My ponytail chronicles. You're just a hater. You're ridiculous. Anyway, so <laughs> let's get to this interview. Uh, Dana is one of the first people that I've met that apply for the remote year program. And I, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the remote year, but it's a program that allows people to travel for a year. Every month you go to a different destination. And Dana is about to embark on that journey. And I think that is so major. Or so crazy. tell us. Oh, no, both. Maybe a little both. Tell me a little bit about how you're feeling about it. I'm feeling nervous. Okay. Because I never. Um, I travel abroad quite a bit, as you know, but I've never lived abroad. Mm. Like, I think the longest I've been in one particular country outside of the U.S. was three weeks, so and that was in uh, Brazil. So, and hell, that was five years ago. Mm. So, um, 
I didn't do a study abroad program in college or anything like that. And then I think it's also different when you're older and you know you've established a certain life and you lifestyle. You're old hag, though. You're making it seem like you old. No, as, but old I'm as not. Dead. I mean, I'm young and feisty in my spurt. <laughs> But I'm just saying, you know, when you're not 22, 23, when you're in your 30s and stuff like that and you have responsibilities and you launch businesses or you have younger cousins or other family members that rely on you, Mm, you know, those kinds of things. Or you've um, made to created a lifestyle you've become accustomed to, (laughs) (laughs) then it's it's more difficult to leave and and to do other things. And also, too, as your parents get older, um, for those of you out there who have parents that are a little bit older or they might you know, need a little more attention health wise. Mm-hmm. It's hard to think about leaving going so far from right. them. So there are other things that you take into consider I'm taking into consideration, but I'm extremely excited. I'm excited for you, man. And I think it's gonna be dope. I cannot wait to visit. I don't know where I'm going, but before before we get into the <laughs> visiting, I'm I'm coming somewhere. But before we get into the visiting, what does your year look like? Like what are some of the countries that is set up in the program for this year? So it um the so each uh, group, so there's 75 people per group. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not a school field trip either. These are all young professionals. And because remote year is not just like, oh, you're going to go and travel. There's workspace. There's workshops. There's a lot of collaborations that happen. Um, people from within the group are selected from different professional backgrounds, um, different countries, um, things of that nature. Like I know in my group, there's like a couple from New Zealand, the UK, that sort of thing. Um, so each group has a different schedule. Um, my schedule would be four months in Asia, four months in Europe, and four months in South America. Nice. Yeah. What countries are you looking forward to the most? Um, definitely looking forward to Vietnam and Cambodia. Mm. Uh, Vietnam for food. I, I mean, I was <laughs> as soon as you said Vietnam, my stomach started uh, rumbling. So I'm like, what are we doing? <laughs> I know, right? And it's really expensive. So for food and Cambodia, like spiritual mm-hmm. uh, spirituality. Um, I've been to South America quite a bit, but I'm really looking forward. I never made it to Buenos Aires, mm-hmm. and so that's one of the cities, and I love wine country. <laughs> I love wine. Um, <laughs> and um, no, I've gone to Europe, a, a, I don't know, tons of times, but the countries in Europe I've never been to. So I've never been to Bulgaria um, or Portugal. So I'm looking forward to those experiences. Okay, yeah. cool. I noticed you put a little... You know, you try to say the country's uh, name the way it's accented. Bulgaria, Portugal. <laughs> Portugal. Because <laughs> I was taking, I took Portuguese for a while. Because you're cultured and classy. Because I'm so worldly. And you black and bougie. <laughs> <laughs> Why am I talking to you as a person? <laughs> like, yeah. So take us through the sequence of films. I know you said you're nervous and excited, but what, from the time that you applied to the program to now, what, what's the sequence of films? Um, I didn't think I'd get in. Okay. I was like, oh, so it's an application process. You can't there, automatically no, just sign up. No, there is an application process. It's um, it was quick application process. It's basic application, then an essay, and then an interview. It's like college. Um, and then there's a 5K deposit, okay. which I think is a deterrent for a lot of people. And a lot of people are like, oh, well, I could just take that money and do it myself. But here's what's true: you won't. Mm-hmm. You know, planning out in terms of uh, like visas and which where to go and finding a workspace and having access to collaborate. There are others like um, business incubators and things of that nature in some of the countries. So there are some other resources that come along with that. Mm-hmm. And I think the more we say, oh, I would do or I could do this on my own, mm, the fact of the matter is not many of us would. Not right. many of us would quit our jobs and 
participate in a program without some sort of safety net and structure around it. Right. You know? Yeah. That um, makes total sense. So it's yeah. sort of like they, they do a lot of the labor intensive planning, structural mm-hmm. work, organizational work to create this flow of a year. It's right. some, and, and again, it's something someone could technically do, but it's basically a job to do it. So it most of us wouldn't. Right. And, um, and so, for example, like they'll send me emails. Did you get your vaccines today? <laughs> you know, because did you, know, you get your vaccines? I did. I did. I got my vaccines on my birthday okay. at nine a.m., which was the first time I told my father I was leaving. And his reaction? He was like, "What the hell?" <laughs> because we were in New Orleans, and I had called my insurance company, and they were like, "Well, you know, you've met your deductible this year, so you know, this is all adult conversation." They're like, "If you go before the end of the year, you know, you met your deductible, be financially just better, right?" right. So I'm like, "Oh, I got to make this." happen right. so on my birthday at nine o'clock i'm sitting in the in Oshner's hospital getting vaccines i got typhoid encephalitis um i got malaria pills um hepatitis a yellow fever i have like Damn, i mean all this sounds dangerous <laughs> no, no no i'm just joking you know, I, know, I know you don't think about it but if you're traveling for that period of time in some of these countries and you're not just visiting and popping in and out but you're right. residing the right. likelihood of needing you know, certain things increases. And so right. um, that's the first time my father heard that I'll be leaving. Right. For any amount of time. <laughs> I mean, I I can't imagine being a father and my daughter telling me she's going to leave for a year, travel the world. I, and I've met your father before, so I know a little bit of his personality. <laughs> but I know he's like, girl, this girl is crazy. This because, girl is crazy. <laughs> because my dad's like, if something, start, if something pops off, you bring your butt home. You right, know, right, like right. that kind of thing. And. I don't even know if I'm going to make the whole year, mm-hmm. you know, because um, life happens. You you get job opportunities. And, and that's another thing. You don't have to do the program for a full year. So if I get my dream job four months in, I can, you know, leave. There's not a penalty or anything like that. So I didn't feel like I was restricted. By, like if I went started on this journey and something wasn't a f- a right fit because it's a new program. It's like two to three years old right. that I couldn't get out of it. Or and you can come and go as you please. Like if I need to see my family, I have a new niece coming on on uh, the way soon, so I can come back and see my family and, and and that sort of thing. And it's not an issue. Just pick up where I left off. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. Um, what are you most looking forward to about the experience? I think I fell in love with travel because. It changes you and mm-hmm. who you are and helps you see the world in a different way and it helps you discover things about yourself. So I'm, in, I'm excited to see how I will grow mm-hmm. and what I will find. I have a, this feeling like um, this is like the game changer in my life. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah. and I, I think we feel that from just a regular trip, right? You can take seven days and spend it somewhere with a real cultural experience and come back a different person. Definitely. So I can only imagine spending a year away 12 different countries, potentially 12 different countries, mm-hmm. meeting all these different types of people, learning all these different things about people around the world that you've never known, or just to see it firsthand. Right. You have to come back there. I, I feel like there's no way you can come back the same person. And you're and you're going, and you're going to be around like-minded people. Right. You know what I mean? Who are, and by like-minded, they're just open. Right. Uh, so many people are not open to the possibilities or they say they're open and they're really not open it's like you know you, you go on a date and you're like girl what you want to eat i only eat cheeseburgers you know you're like no <laughs> you're not really open <laughs> you're not open so, so it's like that what's wrong with cheeseburgers <laughs> nothing but you're not open if you only do like you know like if you only have that one thing that's your yeah. go-to no matter where you go yeah yeah yeah. no it's true the, there are different different types of travelers um 
I was actually just doing some research for a project that I'm working on, but just learning about the different types of travelers. There are people who are safety travelers who, you know, have their destinations that are just their go-tos. And in general, some go-to destinations for people in the U.S. are like Mexico, Vegas, Florida. Like, those are safety travelers. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe sense. like DR or PR. And then you have intermediate people who like to travel for an experience. Um, they don't like to do anything a little too far left and too right. adventurous, but go somewhere different maybe once a year or once every other year, see something new. And then you have the far left extreme travelers who are like, if I'm not on this island, this remote island in the middle of the Indian Ocean. With a shark named Hector. Exactly, with a shark <laughs> named Hector and, some, <laughs> and a monkey that's beating your necklace every night, then I ain't living. <laughs> you know what? I consider myself a very safe and cautious traveler, mm-hmm. but my friends don't. And because okay. I travel, because I'm a female and I travel a lot by myself. And so for a lot of people, that's not safe, but I don't ever put myself in dangerous situations or if I can help it. Like there's certain countries I don't think are safe for females to travel to by themselves. Right. And, but I have, a, I've, I have many friends who live around the world. So now I'm more comfortable saying, hey, meet me here, meet me there. And just doing my research before I get there on cultural norms, cultural right. expectations, you know, what should be covered, what shouldn't be covered, um, what to do if X, Y, and Z happens, that sort of thing. So I consider myself a cautious traveler, um, but a lot of my friends don't. I just don't want to live in restri- restricted. And I feel like um, that's something I want to ask you too, being a woman doing this program, do you feel like people are viewing it a little bit differently than if you were a man? I think... Um, just basically for the for the to clarify, just for the purpose of you being abroad for a year as a woman going to these different countries. I think a man doing this, they're like, oh, he's adventurous. A mm. woman doing this, they're like, oh, she's in crisis. Oh, it's kind of how I feel. Oh, um, yeah, that's really interesting. That's just kind of how I feel. Um, and I, because for a woman, especially like. Once you hit a certain age, once you hit a certain place in your career, they're like, don't you want to get married? Don't you want to do this? Like, you're, they're asking you all these other questions versus, wow, you're, you're going on an experience that can help you grow that could make you better for all these other things in your life that you mm. may want. You know, I could be a better partner or a better mother or a better business person. But they're like, they're looking at me like I'm running from something or like I'm in a crisis or, you know. That is very interesting. Th- but if a man were to do it, they're like, oh, wow, that's really commendable. And, you know, what kind of, you know, you're adventurous. And right. You're, you're like, it, it, there, there is a different take. Interesting. That's unfortunate. I'm about to start a march because we marching on everything this year in 2017. <laughs> Where are you marching to? <laughs> Where are you going? I'm, to the stop? <laughs> to, the, to the bodega? I'm marching to the bodega on Flatbush <laughs> Avenue. And I need y'all to ride with me for day long this one. <laughs> but you know what, though? I don't let those comments and those thoughts and opinions bother me. Like, that's that's your fears like that's something I've learned a lot the last like two to three years is you can't live your life by other people's fears right be smart you know um in terms of I'm not saying jump out the window on next Thursday but you can't live your life by other people's by other people's fears yeah and I think that goes for everyone male or female I mean there's a certain level of um street savvy you just need to have as a traveler and you've been living in new york for how many years now 16 yeah i mean you can't live in new york for 16 years and not have a little bit of street savvy to right you. you ain't gonna go in the middle of the tourist section with your map out and your wallet in your back pocket no 
just flinging it in the air for somebody to snatch it Never. up out. Exactly. Now, I had a situation in Sevilla, like, what was that, January of 2015? Mm-hmm. I, um like that was like a, a goal for me it's in the south of spain and i've always wanted to go there and i took a train from madrid to sevilla and um it's an old the way it's set up is not like you could tell it's like an old town you know the the roads wind the sidewalks wind so it's a little bit harder to kind of read a map or kind of have like you know those markers when you're trying to get around a city yeah. and I, there was a gentleman who had started following me in the middle of the day and i peeped him real easy like <laughs> no sir <laughs> like not today it's, it's not going down today we had a square off like we stared each other down in the square <laughs> so you was leaning back shoulders all pegged out because he kept following me on the square and so i, mm. I posted up at a little coffee shop with my back to the coffee shop on the cafe and looking out the, the square and he was looking at me across the square and i was staring up like Yo. so y'all was both both having an i see you moment i see you what, what we gonna do about this moment? i see you <laughs> this is not a test this is not taken this is not a drill this is not taken it can go down all in new orleans can be up in here this is not taken <laughs> get it get it together that's what i need you to know but i mean he disappeared because you know like most women know this but it, uh, like attackers or predators or whatever, they don't really want to fight. (laughs) So I wasn't really scared or intimidated and it was in the daytime. And then once he left, I went the opposite direction. Gotcha. Yeah. But having street sensibilities and smarts, like you said, from living in New York or from traveling a lot, you just have, you just have to be aware. You have to pay attention wherever you go these days. Right. So earlier today, Dana's telling me that she's only packing three suitcases. So, you know, you trying to travel (laughs) for a year. I mean a year, and you you know you want to you want a good Instagram post here and there. You might do a little video vlogging while you're away. Three suitcases, mind you. Dana is a fashionista, y'all. I mean, she be going to the corner store in hills, <laughs> that type of girl. Something like three suitcases. Now, tell what's me, wrong with being that girl? Ain't not, ain't nothing wrong. Actually, plug yo, plug yo. <laughs> I have never been that girl. Tell them about that before we get into the three suitcases. <laughs> so I have a website. Hey. Focus. Sorry. Sorry. I'm just <laughs> laughing at you. It's called I've Never Been That Girl, and it's an online destination. It's uh, predominantly video content with, and some featured articles uh, sharing the stories of real women from all ethnic groups and all backgrounds who are um, aspiring, aspiring to live their best life okay. on their own terms, despite what friends, culture, society uh, may try to dictate. Okay. So me wearing my heels to the corner store is how I do. Because I'm that girl. You that girl. I'm that girl. Ain't nothing wrong with being that girl. I own two pairs of sneakers. I don't own a ballet flat. (laughs) I don't. I own one flip-flop. Do you have... Do you remember Chinese slippers? (laughs) Did you ever have Chinese slippers? I had mad Chinese slippers in college. Wow. But I don't have... I I would pay money to see you in some Chinese slippers. (laughs) Can you give me like some some pink and red ones and like not the not the classy ones, not the all black or the all white, but like oh some gosh. real rachetta, hilarious, lime green, hilarious. You know, to rock on the parkway. I would I would pay a few bags of money for that. Um, but anyway, speaking <laughs> of bags, so you're packing three bags. So I okay, so look, so I sold all of my furniture and everything in my apartment, um, like utensils, coffee maker, whatever. Except I kept my favorite wine opener though. Because I'm going to need that. Because she a lush. I'm a she lush. Talk, she, she going overseas. I'm going to need that wine opener. <laughs> I'm going to need that wine opener, though. <laughs> and then I sold, like, 85 to 90% of my clothes um, on, like, Poshmark. And you say, like, oh, my God, like, it's so tragic. But if you really think about it, you don't wear 90% of the clothes and things that you right. have in your closet. You may rock them once. 
for that one time and that one occasion that you bought it for, but you're not really wearing that shit. You're not really using it. Right. So, um, furthermore, if I'm traveling, you pick up things when you travel and, and I feel like there's nothing worse than being bogged down with a bunch of stuff that you're like, I'm, ne- I'm never really going to wear this. Like if you're in the tropics, you're, you're going to wear light clothes, you, you know, shorts, breezy things. But, um, yeah, there, if I feel so, it sounds so corny, but empowered by getting rid of so much stuff. Okay. And I realize I only have the things that I need and that's all. And I have more, I, even now I have more than what I need. Okay. I was selling stuff in my closet and finding stuff I forgot I even owned. <laughs> that happens to me all the time. I'll, I'll look in my closet and be like, oh, I forgot I bought these sneakers. Like, way back, worn them one time for a party or an mm-hmm. event or something like that. Mm-hmm. Never wore them again. Never wore them again. Okay. I had cute tops and dresses I bought for a date or something. I don't even know where that dude is. <laughs> so why am I holding on to this dress? You're right. You know? So. But you pride yourself on being an expert packer, even outside of this. So you, you've been... I'm a boss. Oh, you a boss packer. I'm a boss packer. She's a boss. Um, so what are some tips regarding that? Because I, I, I always get angry when I go on a trip, and I'm like, shit, I ain't wear this shirt. I wear these pants. I be trying to find reasons to wear them just because I'm like, I carried them here. Because you're weird. No. <laughs> um, I Packing cubes. Buy you some self some packing cubes. I haven't done that. Okay. They're amazing. Y'all heard that vibrato though? Yes. She's a slash a singer. <laughs> so she's a dancer and all that host. I'm a triple threat. And a singer. Um, um, no, packing cubes are amazing. And I think you have to be realistic. So when you pack, I pack like in phases. So I'll just I'll open a suitcase and I'll just throw a bunch of things in there like as I'm going like days leading up. And then I go back and edit because I have to be realistic. Like, for example, if you're going to a tropical location, chances are you don't need three outfits a day. Mm. Like, what are you doing? Like People like to go out on vacation and they like to stunt. And so they bring everything, their hottest outfits. You're not wearing that stuff. You're going to be in a bikini all day. You're going to be in trunks all day. A couple T-shirts, maybe one nice outfit for dinner. You, you don't need all of that. And I try to bring shoes that match or complement as many looks as possible because that mm-hmm. takes up a lot of space. Um, and um, like one or two excessive like bags that will complement as many things as possible. Um, two good pairs of jeans. Like I don't think you need, if you're going away for like a, say two weeks, I don't really see why you need like 50 outfits. Y'all heard that Dana's going to be on remote <laughs> year in a bikini all year long. <laughs> So, fellas, if you're trying to see Dana in a bikini all year long, go to remote year. You will see a pot belly. Shut up. Mad tats. <laughs> one dreadlock that I want to grow. Don't you dare and grow like, that one dreadlock. Like, and, and that's I, how I won't I'm accept live my life. it. I won't accept and that's that. How I'm gonna live my I life. want more for you. Oh, Dana. <laughs> I want more for you. Da- I do want more for you. Dana has gotten a nose piercing for her journey. <laughs> It is not for my journey. Rondell just She got here. a nose piercing for her year-long journey. No, I did not get it for my journey, but do you want to know what? And what? each day when you look at your nose, you're going to say, you know what? <laughs> you're a horrible person. No, you know what? I've always wanted to pierce my nose. Okay. But I don't have a cute, like a face for like stuff. Like I'm not a cute part. Like there are girls that are like cute and fly who can pull shit off. I'm not one of those girls, but I've always wanted it. So, I had to have an MRI um, last December. Okay. And I um, and after my MRI, I was like, 
hashtag YOLO. Do whatever you've always wanted to do. And so I got off my MRI table, went and had brunch with my girls. And then after that, I was like, y'all, they're like, where are you going? Then I was like, girl, I'm going to go pierce my nose. I'll be back. <laughs> and came back with a hole in her nose, y'all. Came back. No, it looks good. It's cute, right? Yeah, it looks good. It's cute. <laughs> Dana just flipped cute. her bangs again. She ain't got no hair. Hair shorter than mine, but she flipping bangs. You're a hater. But anyway, Dana. Sorry. It's been great having you on the show. Thank you for having me. Yo, I'm so proud of you. Aww. On all fronts, kid. Like, you're the shit, <laughs> You're sweet. Stop. You're going to make me blush. Just everybody, <laughs> please follow me on my journey um, on Instagram at just Dana Blair. She's more than just Dana Blair. She tried, yo, you're the queen of downplaying yourself. You, you know what you need? You need <laughs> the real Dana Blair. You know how people be like, the true Dana Blair. The real, the official Dana Blair. No, but... Her Instagram, y'all, is Jess Dana Blair. She's about to go on this amazing journey. Um, one of the coolest people I know has been all over the world and is about to travel for a year long, and she's going to share all her journey via Instagram. And we're going to post some of her photos, but y'all need to get up on it now before everybody else, before she, you know what I'm saying? And I'm going to have videos. She's going to have videos? They're going to be a little sassy. What? A little classy, a little sassy, a little ratchet. A little it's going to be a lot of wine. <laughs> Nah, but it's been great having you as a guest. And I'm on... looking to find an overseas boo. Oh. So we got to, if any of y'all out there, what, what are some of these countries? <laughs> if any of y'all out there. No, because uh, no, we, we don't need no stalkers. We, <laughs> wait till I get there, bro. Wait till we I get we there. got international readers. So if any of y'all out in Prague. <laughs> oh, yeah, link yeah, up Prague. Dana, I'm, Prague is on there. See how eyes lit up when I said that. I've heard beautiful things about Prague, though. Anyway, it's been great. Proud of you, kid. Thanks, Bill. I'm proud of you. I mean, I ain't. I haven't been written about in the Times. Here she go. Hashtag. I'm just saying. Here she go. I mean, I'm trying to. I'm trying to be like Roger. <laughs> I'm trying to be a King Ronda Don. You stupid. Anyway, yeah. My name. Let me plug myself. Yeah. King Ron the Don. Follow me on Instagram, Twitter, all that good stuff. I'm sure you already follow Soul Society. This is season one, episode two of Soul Society 101, the podcast, and we out. Taste.